time gave me a speech why don't you join our family all you gotta do is walk in line hey everybody welcome back to the kentucky seasonal it's just nick and i today rolling together what's up nick yo 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 we here just the two of us. We are here. We are here. Uh, there's two potential uh, storms right now in the Gulf of Mexico to add to uh, 2020's ridiculousness. <laughs> and our buddy Kevin is uh, working on some stuff. You know, he's we all work in the media, so he's working on some stuff today and he can't join us. But uh, we're here. So hopefully the tropical storms don't come and wash us away. Fortunately like, for us, we don't work in management. So <laughs> <laughs> We do work in the media, but yeah, we're not managers like Kevin, so we get to goof off today at least. Yeah. (laughs) At least. But uh, the big news in the film world today, Nick, uh, this weekend is DC Fandome. So DC Comics, Warner Brothers, they're releasing all kinds of crazy stuff, all kinds of trailers. We saw some cool uh, video game stuff, the Suicide Squad game and Gotham Knights. They both look really fun. You going to pick those up, man? Uh, I still have to finish watching the Gotham Knights trailer, but I, I finished the Suicide Squad trailer. It looks really fun. Uh, I've always been a pretty big fan of like DC's video games and stuff, so it's pretty likely. Like high budget superhero video video games are usually fun as heck and kind of hard to uh, just not not uh, pick up and just have fun with it, you know? Right, I agree, man. And uh, you know, speaking of Suicide Squad, they have a game coming out, but they also have another movie which is a continuation of the first yeah. Suicide Squad, which was universally panned as pretty awful. It's got the Jared Leto Joker, which is still talked about to this day. Huge cringe fest. About the only popular thing to come out of the Suicide Squad movie is uh, Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing they kept other than Boomerang, I guess, right? Captain Boomerang. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. I guess Jai Courtney is pretty well-liked yeah. as well as Captain Boomerang. But a new short teaser for that film came out, Suicide, Suicide Squad 2. I cannot say that word. Um, and it's got a whole bunch of just completely just Z-list <laughs> characters that, you know, Weasel, that, that just that no one's ever heard of besides the cast of the first movie. A couple of them are back as well. Um, that was pretty much just like a character reveal. Yeah. It looked pretty fun though. What do you, do you think, uh, old James Gunn is going to make a good suicide? <laughs> it's going to make a good suicide squad movie this time around, Nick. Uh, I definitely think he can. Uh, the thing that has always maybe apprehensive with a lot of the DC movies is usually not the directors, uh, necessarily. A lot of it just has to do with, I, I know that like they have, issues in production. Like the first suicide squad was a mess because it got re-edited like three times and they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with the Joker. And I mean, it was more than just that, but there's always just like a big circus whenever they're trying to make these movies for some reason. So if they can just, you know, keep too many chefs from being in the kitchen and let James Gunn or uh, yeah, make, let James Gunn make a movie. Then I think it could be really good. You know, got the cast for it. James Gunn has a pretty great track record as far as superhero movies go. Now he's been, you know, heading up guardians of the galaxy. He had some uh, controversial tweets <laughs> from way, way back in the day um, that got him fired from Marvel, which is the whole reason he's working with DC right now. He was rehired, but in the in the time that he was fired, uh, DC snatched him up yeah. and got him to make this movie. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I, I think he can probably do well with it. 
Um, it really just comes down to if these characters are going to be likable enough, because they certainly were not likable in the first film at all, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think it's also going to carry that stigma. You know, if you look at, even if you just look at, for example, like uh, the uh, Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie, right? Like, I don't think that that movie was really that bad. And I think that, like, it was kind of on a level that, you know, a lot of the fans of superhero movies would probably like it. But because it had the reputation of being a Suicide Squad sequel, it really bombed at the box office. Like it did not do very hot at all, you know. So it's like they have yeah. they have a big mountain to climb in order to get it, you know, pushed into the range of success. Yeah, and it's a shame because Birds of Prey really wasn't that bad. We have a review on it if you guys want to go and listen. Yeah. It had some good good aspects to it. It was fun. Margot Robbie was good. So yeah. Uh, Probably because of the first Suicide Squad, like you said, the Birds of Prey did not do yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. And but I think the the biggest news coming out of DC fandom, the kind of the reason we even wanted to talk on the podcast today, was the Batman <sighs> from Matt Reeves has uh, finally dropped a trailer. We've only seen teasers. We've only seen kind of Battinson in the suit every now and then. Uh, full blown trailer, man. Full blown story. We got we got the characters. We got uh the penguin Riddler's coming in. Jeffrey Wright is Gordon. It it looks amazing. Uh, as a huge DC fan, I know you're a huge DC fan as well. I I cannot stop watching the trailer, man. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it just looks for one. It just it looks badass, right? Like when's the last time like we watched a DC trailer where we like other than maybe like the Joker trailer, but like you see the trailer drop and you're like, Oh, okay. This, this looks really badass. Like I'm, I'm not even like hesitant. I'm not scared. You know, like I, I'm looking at the trailer and I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm hooked. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've been this excited for a superhero movie since the dark Knight dropped, uh, the dark Knight trailer dropped. I mean, it just looks phenomenal, man. Probably the most recent superhero media that's gotten me like anywhere near to this level excited would be maybe like the boys or something like it's, it definitely is something that's using a superhero skin to tell a more interesting and like one thing I think that gets lost, like we kind of talked about it with like Scorsese and stuff saying that like superhero movies aren't cinema or whatever. And I don't necessarily agree with that take, but I do think that like the art form of filmmaking and the art form of storytelling does get lost in a lot of these superhero films and stuff. This is definitely not the case. You know, I think, DC when they, when they released the Joker and they saw that like taking risks and trying to do something outside of the norm of a superhero movie and I know that people have their criticisms of it and everything about the Joker but the point is is that they tried to put a more artistic spin on a superhero story and when you're looking at the Batman it looks like they're not shying away from that at all they they're realizing that they can find success in telling a superhero comic book style story in a very different way, you know? Yeah. And just this movie had a lot of naysayers, uh, for, for many different reasons. First of all, we have, you know, the whole racial thing with, um, Jeffrey Wright playing Jim Gordon and, you know, comic book fans are not the happiest whenever you turn a character female or you change the race of a beloved character. They, they get very angry in their little pants but uh, Jeffrey Wright as, as Jim Gordon looks fantastic. You got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman looking amazing. Like all of these casting choices and all of these des- decisions, I think, are really going to play out for them. I, I don't think they've made a bad choice yet. Uh, 
Robert Pattinson himself Oof. was extremely controversial. Um, yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, the Twilight guy, he's, he looks handsome, he's tiny. Uh, he kills it in this trailer. Oh, yeah. He drops the the classic I am vengeance line. Uh, he, he looks amazing. You know, he beats that guy down. He he looks like you would expect Batman to look. I, uh, are, are there any, like, casting maybe decisions that you felt have been kind of iffy as of yet? Uh, I don't think so. Uh you know, I, I've I've been pretty excited about this cast, like with each announcement. You know, I've, I think that uh, you know who who's not going to be excited to have Jeffrey Wright in the film, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, like these names are you know they're actor actors, you know, and like seeing a cast like that in a, in a superhero film is just really exciting to me. And I think Robert Pattinson, you know, the people that were poo pooing that casting choice are just people that they don't watch movies, right? Like they watched Twilight because it was. You know, or or they know of Twilight because it was like a big blockbuster thing. But it's like they're not people that are watching Safdie Brothers or Robert Eggers films, right? So they're they're really missing out on like the kind of acting chops that Robert Pattinson actually has. You know, the the guy can just act his ass off. He really, you know, he 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 really loses himself in his characters and really sells it. And I, I'm just nothing but uh like super excited for it. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't imagine looking at the trailer and thinking that Robert Pattinson is somehow not going to make it, you know? I mean, just look at Pattinson's last like two or three projects that, you know, we've seen him been working on. Yeah. The lighthouse was amazing, you know, critically acclaimed he's in Tenet, and that movie looks fantastic. It's coming out soon. And now he's in the Batman as well. And yeah. like, he's just doing all of these amazing, amazing projects. He's been in like, some really good indie movies before that. Good time from A24 was great. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, I don't know what the big deal is, but I think a lot of those naysayers or at least comments that I read online are, you know, now they're totally in now that they've seen the trailer, they're all in. I haven't really seen much negativity surrounding the film anymore. Yeah. Now that this uh, trailer's dropped, I've seen like a few people drop the, like, Oh, I still can't take him seriously as Batman line. But it's like, if, if you can't, after seeing that trailer, then your opinion was made up long ago and you were never going to change it, you know? And, and I think Robert Pattinson is just a perfect example of somebody who was, you know, in a big franchise type film that, you know, got poo pooed a lot and just got kind of dunked on. And so everybody kind of dismissed him, but he just really turned down or turned around his career, you know? Yeah, he, he absolutely has. He has a fantastic career now and it's only going to get better. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about the other star of this movie. To me, is going to be Paul Dano. Oof. Always been an amazing actor. The dude held his own in in There Will Be Blood against Daniel Day freaking Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know he was like 22 or something when that movie came out, and he's only gotten better since then. Uh, he's playing the Riddler in this film, and we get we get a little glimpse of him. I guess that was him with the with the tape and the glasses and whatnot. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe that was him. Kind of looks like the character Hush. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting the direction they're going with him. But uh, he's kind of like the Jigsaw Killer <laughs> in a way. <laughs> right. Um, just very, I guess, like plotting, just it, all around just seems a lot more evil than he's normally uh, depicted as. Of course, Jim Carrey was the last person to play him in the film. And that was just, you know, big, goofy, dumb time. And this is certainly a lot different take. Uh yeah, Paul Dano is just amazing, man. I cannot wait to see him just destroy this movie. I think uh, it's going to make the Riddler a lot more popular. And uh, yeah, wonderful casting. 
I, I won't be surprised. I, I'm not going to like call a shot like this necessarily, but I won't be surprised if he's kind of the next like Heath Ledger Joker type performance where it's like a superhero villain that like everybody just really raves about and talks about where like this villain yeah. was just so kick ass and nobody and, and nobody can deny it, you know, possibly like nominated for an Oscar or many awards. You know, it's it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I'll put it that way. I hope he is, man. He looks wonderful in the film. We can't gush about this enough. So, yeah, it's coming out uh, next year. It looks like it's expected to be October is what IMDb is telling me. So we still have a little bit more than a year away, unfortunately, until we see this awesome uh, movie. But we're going to get a lot more trailers and everything until then. So looking forward to it, man. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's most of the news from the DC Fandome. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we do have a movie review today as well. Another Netflix film, because as you know, in quarantine, Netflix has been uh, pumping out the movies. Some good, some not so good. But uh, we're here to talk about Project Power today, starring uh, Mr. Jamie Foxx. And Nicholas, what is the sort of rundown of Project Power? It's bad. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> is that what I, what you were looking for? Uh, I mean, kinda. It, I mean, it's kind of a general general plot without spoiling too much or giving too much away. There's this new pill that's hitting the streets that gives people powers for five minutes. Uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to like <laughs> jump off from there too much because the movie is just. It's so boring. Uh, well, it kind of it's a weird movie in a way because um, I I don't know who this young actress is. Dominique Fishback is apparently her name. Yeah, let me uh, look her up real quick. Yeah, and she plays Robin, and the movie kind of starts off focusing on her. She's sort of this like young teen who's gotten uh, caught up in in dealing these these power pills or whatever to sort of support her mom and kind of like. It, you know, the school system doesn't support her. She's she's trying to make her way in life. You know, uh, obviously a lot of um, real life parallels they're trying to draw here to kids that get caught up in, you know, dealing drugs and whatnot. Uh, but then the movie kind of expands from there and it sort of forgets about her in a way. Um, it, Jamie Foxx comes in uh, as the major, I guess, and his daughter has been stolen by this evil corporation who makes the power pills. Because Jamie Foxx was experimented on when he was in the army. And so now his daughter doesn't need the, the power pill to, to use her powers anymore. She's just like a metahuman, I guess. Uh, and it's kind of, I, I kind of respect what they were going for at first. Because, it, you know, it's kind of like a down-to-earth superhero movie, right? Like, no one, whenever they take these pills, no one gets, like, ridiculous powers. They don't get, like... Superman level, they kind of like reins them in with the five minute time limit. And I think from a writing standpoint, it's like, oh, okay, you can kind of make this a more down to earth uh, superhero film if you wanted to. Right. Uh, That's definitely not (laughs) the way the film goes. Um, Yeah. It kind of gets more and more ridiculous as it goes on and Uh just more stupid (laughs) as it goes on, I guess. I think Um, that the the story you're talking about, like could actually like you say could be really interesting but it would require writing on a level that this movie cannot and does not bring you know like i would say like even if you look at like something like the boys which does have like some superman level powers 
it still achieves this level of feeling very realistic. Like these people are obviously larger than life and they're in their powers and stuff, but you believe these motivations of these characters and you believe like what they would do. Like in, in these situations where it, where if a guy was like Superman power level, like he would probably just try and run the country or whatever, you know, like, at least a country, you know, if not right. more, or they would be looked at as celebrities. They'd be rich. They'd be blah, blah, blah. Right. But like, they just fail at keeping that grounded feel throughout the movie for some reason. Like you focus so much on this teen who's got a very real situation. Like the Robin character is selling power. So she's a drug dealer, right? Like this is a situation right. that a lot of, you know, young high school age kids find themselves in, in America because they're poor, they're desperate. They're looking for ways to make money, to fix their situation for whatever reason. Right. And it's like, you're, you're presented with a, with a very real part of reality, a part of our world. And you just toss all of that aside and just kind of forget about like trying to keep your story feel feeling like really real motivated by real life uh, actions and real life people's emotions and ways of handling situations. Yeah, it's kind of like I said earlier, it gets sillier and sillier as it goes along. Like you have a girl that takes the power pill and she's stuck in a tube and she starts like freezing and shooting ice powers and then she turns into a block of ice and dies. And then you have one guy that takes the power pill and becomes this big bulking colossus for some reason. And like it gets dumber and dumber, but the powers are supposedly based on like animals, like what animals can do in the wild. Um, yeah, they they just basically gloss over it. Like you know, the armadillo, he's got a super hard shell, so Joseph Gordon Levitt's character can harden like an armadillo, and bullets can't hurt him. But then you have another guy who takes the pill, and he just sets on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like what, what, animal what animal does that? <laughs> animal sets on fire. Yeah. So I don't know. I. I think they were trying – it's kind of like they're trying to balance two things, like make it real life and make it a superhero movie, and they yeah. don't go too far into one direction or the other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it kind of just is this middle-of-the-road kind of doo-doo film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it, doo-doo film. Really, um, I mean, it's it's watchable, right? It's not it's the worst fine. thing that I've seen. Yeah, if you're looking like if you're sitting around the house and you're looking to kill an hour and a half or what, two hours, it's maybe two hours long. Jesus, it's two hours long, surprisingly, and it doesn't really say much. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, if you're bored and you're just looking for something to watch, I guess put it on. But really, to me, it was uh, it was just so flat and I just I wanted like a lot more. I, I either wanted it to be a lot better with this writing and and achieve something that it was more trying to achieve, I think, where it was like trying to ex- it, it was trying to use like exploited youth, exploiting the poor, like as as a part of its themes and stuff. But it kind of just it doesn't do enough with it. And the writing isn't strong enough to really get that message across. So I either want the writing to be better or I want them to not try whatsoever and just make this movie like a complete like dunkable meme. absurd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one or the other had to happen for this movie to be really fun to watch. I know there's only three main characters with Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and the the girl that plays Robin. But 
I I think the biggest problem to me is the movie's too crowded. What you need to do is focus on the Robin character, make her the main character, and then you need to combine Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx into one character. Because Jamie Foxx's quest for his daughter takes over the movie. It takes over Robin's story. And then Robin, in the second half of the film, becomes a background character to Jamie Foxx and his daughter. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt becomes even more irrelevant. He's just kind of there shooting people. So. Yeah. I think if they had focused more on Robin, maybe made Jamie Foxx the cop character that Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays, they could have had like a good sort of buddy dynamic, you know, stopping this power pill on the streets or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's just, um, it's bloated. It's long for a Netflix movie. Like we were talking about, um, I forget which movie we were talking about. Maybe it was Palm Springs. That was an hour and a half. Uh, American Pickle was an hour and a half. Oh, American Pickle was an hour. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect length for these kind of movies. Like if... If it's a more simple premise and not a big blockbuster, I don't know. I don't know if you really need this extremely long runtime for this. And, yeah. you know, this movie isn't John Wick, so you don't have nice action sequences to look at. The yeah. action sequences are pretty muddied with bad CGI. You know, they're, so. they're also – one thing I really don't like about the action scenes in this movie is, like, you don't need a high budget to necessarily make it look nice or at least make it make sense. This movie, like the action scenes totally suffer from that thing where the camera cuts so many times and does so in a way where you lose track of where you are. And I think that's a problem. Like you should always at least know the perspective you're looking at whenever you're in an action scene. But whenever we're cutting to all these different angles and they're putting objects in front of the camera constantly and it's, it's just moving so fast. It's like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, they're in a hallway. When did we get into this hallway? Or all of a sudden we're in a truck. It's like, when do we get into this truck? You know? Yeah. It's just very muddied, low budget Netflix filmmaking that you would kind of expect. And Netflix has put out some good movies and they're probably going to put out a good movie here pretty soon. Like we were talking about last week. But this is just not one of them. This is just your bargain basement. Uh, Jamie Foxx doing cool stuff, power pills, and you know, shooting guns. I, I wonder. Sorry, I, I wonder if this show or if this movie would have worked possibly better as like a TV show. They probably wouldn't be able to get like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox. involved and stuff. But like, if they wanted to tell the story and it's like three main characters and or whatever else, like it definitely could have maybe been done over a longer period of time. And like, again, this would take writing. That's just beyond what this movie, you know, brought, but I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to think of like ways that like ways that it could, it could have been told better. And that may have fixed some of the problems. Like what we had with, uh, you know, like you were saying where it's like Joseph Gordon Levitt, like in the beginning, Joseph Gordon Levitt's like pretty prominent. Like he's got like a big story and then it's like, he just kind of goes away and it's like, he goes away for the middle of the film and then he comes back for the end of the film and he's just kind of there to shoot people he doesn't like have a story or anything anymore and like i think even at one point i kind of lost track of his story but at one point i think he got fired from the police but then he still acts like a police officer and then they don't address it like i don't think they reinstate him or anything he just kind of keeps doing his job (laughs) i don't know it's very weird (laughs) yeah poorly paced and thought out it's also like I can't remember what it is, but Robin's like mother has a very serious illness. Apparently, I believe it's actually diabetes. Diabetes, okay, yeah, yeah. She has like very serious case of diabetes. That's like 
you, you know, people with it really bad. They have a hard time getting around and stuff. It's really crippling, you know? Right. And it's like the movie like kind of talks about it and they kind of try to score like the easy sympathy points for you with it. And it just, I don't know, again, just kind of forgets about it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like, like a throwaway line. And then you don't really see any kind of conflict with the mom. Even at the end of the movie when Robin is like, you know, saved and she's with the two guys and everything like the mom doesn't even come back. She just... <laughs> It's like, oh, we forgot about her. She's like there. Like the last time we see her is like Robin just walks in with a big wad of cash, like obviously like a huge stack of drug money. And and then it's just like the movie kind of ends. It's like we see the mom be like, dang, that's a lot of money. And then when the movie's over, it's like, wait, what? I'm sorry if if we're spoiling. We've pretty much spoiled the whole movie, I guess. But like it's. It's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. I think if you're extremely bored, it's it's worth uh, watching. I did like the um, the uh, Louisiana aspect of the film and how just Gordon's Levitt is wearing the Saints jersey and stuff all the time. It just reminds me of local stuff here, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> other than that, there's not much to praise on the on this one, unfortunately. No. And the directors. They haven't done a whole lot. These guys have direct. I mean, they've done 18 movies, but like not or 18. They have 18 directing credits and some of those are shorts and stuff. But they haven't really done anything that like really makes me think they they should uh, have have gotten a movie with Jamie Foxx in it. I guess like I don't know, like they did the, uh, the their big start was they did the catfish movie together. Uh, you know, we were, the documentary. we were talking about this before the podcast, uh, speaking of Jamie Foxx, and it's like, he kind of just waits for a director like Quentin Tarantino to come along and cast him, and in the meantime, he just does complete doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the guy hasn't been in a good movie in several years now, but he's a yeah. great actor. Yeah. Um, same for Joseph Gordon-Levin, really. He's a great actor as well, and he just, yeah, I mean, he took a break from acting for a while, but he hasn't really done anything noteworthy in a, in a long time, so yeah. I don't know. These guys are just kind of coasting along, I guess, doing what's enjoyable, which is fine, but it's not really necessarily the best for people that are into film. Yeah. And the last, like, big thing I can remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing was, like, that Snowden movie. Like, I remember people really talking about that, but... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never even saw that one, but I don't know. I didn't either. Well, just... I guess that about wraps it up for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <for> Project Power. <laughs> right. What else can uh, be said? Definitely uh, definitely a lot more uh, interesting stuff coming out of DC Fandom <laughs> than yeah. uh, this movie. But, uh, yeah, we, we have some really cool movies coming up. Um, I'm thinking of ending things is coming up, so that should be pretty great. Yeah, we'll have that. And then right after that, I think a couple weeks later anyway, we have uh, The Devil All the Time. So that looks pretty oh, interesting. Speaking of Robert Pattinson, you know. All right, guys. Well, uh, we are in all the podcast places, the Kentucky Seasonal, Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, all that. Please check us out. I'm sure Kevin will be joining us next week. We wanted to have Jared on again, but uh, unfortunately, Jared could not make it this week. But uh, yeah, we'll try to have him on in the future. So just hit us up on Facebook. Give us some uh, ratings. And uh, thanks for joining the Seasonal, guys. Thank you. Bye.